Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. There you go. Yeah, she's coughing up a storm already, ladies and gentlemen. TBKB. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Hack Pastor Ralph Toy Basham, MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. <laughs> Chronic Cough, Catherine. And Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. 
plus shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back. Now we got Kristen too. Oh, Kristen's ready to go. <laughs> Kristen, Bert, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on? That's a good intro, isn't it? What the hell's a good? That's a what good intro. What <laughs> the hell? You know, my favorite thing that you like that you picked up on in this show a couple years ago. You, would, you know, the guy's a booze hound. I love it when you say that. I know. We went through like a whole booze hound phase, didn't we? Yes, we did go through a booze hound phase. Who started that? I, I mean, what, I'm pretty sure it was Tom. No, no. I mean, we were talking about somebody. I think it was a friend of mine's father. The first time I ever heard somebody <laughs> say, "What do you hang around over there for?" I said, "Well, I like his son." Yeah, but he's a booze <laughs> hound. <laughs> It's such a great word. It is. Not <laughs> it's a great I'm word. I'm going to start joking no, here. No, no, no. Yes, it is a good Calling someone a booze hound. I mean, they, they couldn't even be offended. They'd start laughing, wouldn't they? I mean, if you think about it. What's well, huh? so ridiculous? Like, I, yes. I guess if you are a booze hound, it's offensive. I suppose that's true. Yeah, not <clears throat> funny when you are one. So, Kristen Burt, I have a question for you because we had a little discussion on the morning show today at KQRS. Because I haven't liked the movie I've been. I, I did like the Nicolas Cage movie where he's. Where was he in Macedonia or some damn place? Where was he? Italy. Was that Italy? Can you go to Italy? Macedonia or Italy? Yeah, I mean, yeah it was one of he those. He was in very Italy. similar. They're right next door to one another. What are you talking mm. about? But <laughs> anyway, I did like that. Wasn't he the ultimate talent of somebody? Oh, it's or, the worst title. I don't know title. why. The, terrible. The unbearable weight. Of massive of, talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unbearable weight of man. I did like that movie a lot. It's the first movie I've liked in about a year. I do not like movies anymore. They're all shooting. It's all pew, 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 pew with the laser gun. Okay. Like, Why do you keep watching them when there's so much great I don't. TV out there? I don't. There's so much great TV. Look, Catherine and I have been blowing through all these different series. We got through The Offer, which we just loved. I liked all ten episodes of that show. I really did. Have you watched Dope Sick yet? Yes. On Hulu. yes. We, oh, not Dope Sick. We're, we're the dropout. I thought you were talking. We... Oh, no, no. The dropout's fantastic. But Dope Sick with Michael Keaton, it's about the Oxycontin crisis. Oh. And yes. how Purdue Pharma really pushed it out and got America addicted and, and follows the lawsuit. Um, I have about two episodes left. I'm trying to get through all my Emmy screeners and everything. And it was a series that's been on my list for a long time. Michael Keaton is so fantastic and yeah, by the good. way well, the best batman i will die yes. on that hill yeah um, i understand well but it is so it is so good and i think what what i love about it too is that it really gives you obviously it's hollywood's take on it you'll fall down the rabbit hole of like looking at the real case too but really understanding what has happened to our country which contributes to so many other issues that we are experiencing a lot of the homeless crisis too uh, falls right into that opioid crisis I blame it all on the hack master. He's sitting right here to my right. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that uh, the opioids or the prescription opioids had a problem. But, you know, one of the things that people really haven't talked about is that the uh, illegal availability of fentanyl came along about the same time. Yes. And if you look at the deaths from uh, overdoses, it's not from those pills. It's from uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl or Carfenter, one of the stronger 
uh, opioid uh, um, analogs. I have a question. So you know, it's it's just a yeah. I, so I I I, w- I worry that they're hanging this all on medicine because they've created incredible la- layers of paperwork and uh, red tape for me to try to prescribe just something to give some people's pain relief, which is really kind of unnecessary. It goes right into it. The interesting thing about the series, it really goes into how um, they targeted certain areas. They mm-hmm. targeted oh, sure. a lot of blue collar areas like coal mines, you know, West Virginia. It was rural Maine. It was it was really interesting how they had very specific areas where uh, Kentucky, Kentucky was another place where they went in originally with OxyContin. And I mean, it goes back to the 90s. Actually, it starts in 1986 and kind of moves forward in there and, and shows where like the crisis began. I think fentanyl, for especially right now, you can, you have to, for a lot of people who are drug users, they're encouraging people to get the fentanyl strips to detect whether it's in your drugs or not before you take it, which is insane. But that seems to be like the next wave of the crisis. Huh. My question is this. And I suppose it's all about upbringing. You know, my father was out of the house. My mother ran the house, but she was always at work. So my older sisters, because my oldest brother was in the Marine Corps, uh, my sister Bobby was out. out. Vicky basically ran our family. The, the, my sister, who was two years older than me, ran our family from the time I was, God, at about 10 years old, something like that. She was the one that was always around. But I could have... Let's just pick one of the 8,000 houses I lived in over in North Minneapolis. 26th Avenue. I could have walked out the front door, taken a left, gone one block, and I could have bought any drug I wanted to buy on that corner. No problem. Everybody knew it was there. Everybody knew they were selling drugs like there's no tomorrow. Why didn't I become a drug addict? I I looked at these guys and went, I would never buy something from these guys just to look at them. That's exactly what they're, you know, that's something people, people say, oh, you, be, you, buy your, uh, you buy your marijuana. Well, it's just a natural herb. It's just a natural kind of thing. These people are in good intention. Everybody thinks that they have, they <laughs> really care about you. Just trying but to the, feed their families, but, that's all. But the reality yeah. is they are, they're selling this stuff, and the people that are uh, making it or growing it or whatever could care less, you know, if, if, that, if that crop of marijuana gets any kind of bug on it, disease or anything like that, guess what? It gets a heavy-duty dose of whatever they can find on a shelf, and they spray it heavy, cause, so, and it just right, goes right into that product. That's one of the reasons legalization might be a, a, a good idea for legalization, yeah, is that you right. can get rid of all of the contaminants, get rid of all of the additives, uh, no, so you don't see it. There is a bit of problem though, because it's because the government gets involved, it becomes so expensive. Yeah, oh, well, cool. there well, that's, you go. And that's the thing you always. People are going to buy it on the street again. Hmm. It's legal here in California. Yeah, but if you go to a pharmacy or whatever they call them, dope house. Dispensary. <laughs> dope <laughs> house. The dope house. A dispensary. For the dope house. It's, it's really expensive because it's taxed, and the government, once they get their claws into anything, it's always going to be 10 times more expensive mm-hmm. than the street value. Oh. California, no, I mean. But we don't have, we don't have street Very c- close to Mexico. But we very don't have street, easy to get up there. We don't have street cigarettes. No. That is true. Well. Yeah, no. because it's really hard to make cigarettes. It's a you, lot different. You, tobacco, you have to have like a gigantic field to grow a lot of tobacco because you smoke so many cigarettes. Yeah, I and- mean, the average smoker probably smokes half a pack a day. You need a lot of tobacco to keep that habit going. I think you can buy straight tobacco. 
Well, you can, but I mean, what he's saying is you don't see like illegal grow ops for tobacco. Oh. But I think that just because tobacco, you're you need so much of it, it's impossible to hide. You would need a thirty acre field. Yeah, but if but well, if, I want to say going back to fentanyl too. You don't want to be even buying marijuana on the streets anymore. No, they'll put fentanyl in that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true. So it's actually better to just spend the money, get your weed, live your life. Why would they die? add the drug to something? It doesn't that increase their cost? I mean, just sell, no, sell pot. Is, Leave them alone. No, fentanyl costs nothing. It's, it's a manufactured. So strong. Drug. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it costs nothing. But the reason they add it is that you you, you take regular uh, dispensary of marijuana, you smoke a couple joints, you take some edibles. Next day, you know, you should pretty much be doing pretty fine. You're pretty mm-hmm. good. But if you smoke any any kind or take any kind of uh, uh, marijuana that has fentanyl in it, then you, you're going to develop a need for that drug because when you stop the drug, you go through a physical withdrawal. Okay. You get a little bit of sweats. You get a little bit of stomach ache. You feel achy all over and say, geez, actually, I got to smoke another joint. You take another joint. That all goes away. You think it's the marijuana, but it's the fentanyl. You're actually addicted to something else. So now you're addicted to the narcotic, and that's the point. All right, so Kristen Bird, in your honor today, after the show, I'm going to drive down West Broadway and roll my window (laughs) down and go, you fentanyl hounds. That might get you shot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Might get me shot. You're right. It's not as funny as booze hounds. <laughs> no, it's not. They'd probably laugh There's at you. There's something about the word booze, I think, that's also funny. Yeah. You no, don't really the word. say, like, let's get some booze tonight. Yeah, where do booze come from? I don't even know where they hey, Let's get some booze tonight. I wonder what the where that's from. It's like having a snort. It, having a it, snort, It used yeah. to mean just take a, the, you know, a, alcohol. A shot of alcohol. Because snifter. Didn't mean... You know, no a snort. A snort is is a snort is tobacco. That's uh, my parents always said, you know, are oh, we having yeah, a snort before it, we yeah, go? Yeah, yeah well, it's a, that's. A <laughs> I always thing thought that was worked. hilarious. Booze <laughs> comes from Middle Dutch boosen, which means to drink to excess. Boosen, boosen. So there yeah. you go. That's where booze came from. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. A lot of those old words come from Middle Dutch, like Wiseacre. Oh yeah, that's Wise a Dutch word. Um, Weisacre comes from Weisager, which means soothsayer. Oh. Ooh, mm-hmm. soothsayer, I like it. Which is also not a word you hear too often. No, or <laughs> happiness. There's another word you never hear anymore. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of people on the show the morning, uh, this morning about that. People, I have noticed, and, and maybe the rest of you can comment on this, I have noticed in the last month, the interviews that I've done on this show and on the morning show, people are really looking for something positive. They've had enough. They're fed up with everything sucks and everything's horrible and I hate you. And well, just look at the mainstream media's numbers to see proof of that. They're horrible. No one watches them anymore. No, no, they won't they change their formula. Which no, is they won't. So well, this new me. CEO, I think, of CNN, he seems He's to trying. He seems to understand what the problem with the network yes. is. Yes, he does. But whether he's actually uh, going to do anything about it or willing to do anything about it or able to do anything about it yeah who knows it could just be like you know the the ship is already halfway underwater what can you do i mean i just don't understand why people want to be so well they want to be miserable because they then they can claim to be victims and that makes them special because i'm upset and therefore i'm a victim it's like no you're not a victim jesus (laughs) any true victims out there would probably punch you right in the solar plexus for claiming that There are victims in the world. Leave them out of it. You know, they, they truly are victims. Don't try to go shoulder to shoulder with them because you're not even close. CNN Do is I... averaging 178,000 in the key demo. 
178,000. Yep. I think this show does that. So 178,000 <laughs> viewers for CNN, which That's is terrible. The, for TV. one of the biggest news networks on the planet. I think it might be the biggest news network. <laughs> uh, 178,000? That's it. In the key demo, yeah. really sad. It's it's mostly much older people. Oh, I suppose that's true. My brother Daryl. 25 to 54. My brother Daryl listens to it 24 hours a day. So a lot of people do. I don't know. Wait a minute. They're the god of all time. It's still 2554, so it's like radio. That won't change ever, I don't think. But the problem they have is this, that radio and television don't have many listeners under the age of 35 to 40 anymore. They can lie all they want. And I talk about this at radio, <laughs> you know, gatherings and all that. I said they're they're not there. Well, the ratings say they are. Well, that's because the rating company wants to make a little money yeah. by inventing people. Oh, here we go. CNN got six sixty for all demos. Six sixty. Not even a two thirds of a million. That's it. Yep. Wow. And that's down twenty eight percent. Oh. That's painful. Well, yeah. it, no, that's talking about gloom, gloom and doom. They that's were they were the worst yeah. with the gloom and doom. They were. Absolutely. They still are. And if you get a good doom, they are on 24 they hours. They love it. It's, it's, it's like they're can't. gleeful about it. I know. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> let's, run, let's, run this B, let's run this B-roll of this whole town burning up. Oh, look at this. You see this? Have you seen this B-roll? Every 15 minutes, same thing. And they... People don't want it. You know? Why do people want to watch the news 24-7 anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's this attitude. The well, I, there's this, I think it's uh, like an addiction. There's a guy who lives in our town that we talk to sometime. He's older. I think he's like 80 or something. And when we told him we don't watch the news, he was like, well, how do you, get, how do you know what's going on in the world? But it's like, I mean, the news doesn't really tell you what's going on in the world to begin with. They'll they'll latch onto one story yes. and repeat it no. over and over. I, 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 like, so it's like if you watch CNN or Fox News right now, you would think that the world consists of Ukraine and Russia, and then we're just like floating in space nearby, watching them yeah, blow each other up. The whole Ukraine thing—I haven't seen any actual reporting from. No, they just talk about how terrible it is and yeah. how we need to send money. All over I ever there. all I ever hear is how much money we're sending them. Yeah. And they were sending more and more yeah. weapons. I saw that Ben Stiller went and met. With Zelensky. Ben Stiller? Yesterday. Ben Stiller did? What well, is that all about? Well, now something get done. General Ben Stiller? You know what Ben should do? <laughs> he is... said that like, Zelensky was his hero. Why doesn't he oh. focus on like something like maybe making a good movie for once? When was his last good movie? God, his movies are terrible. Ben Stiller? Mystery Men. Yeah. Probably. Mystery Men was the that last good one. That was a while ago. Was the last good one. I did. Mr. Rage or whatever, right? They gotta yes, watch. Right. They gotta watch the promos into the CNN, Fox, well, all the news networks. They gotta watch the promos leading into a new segment. Because I do. Over the weekend, I'm just sitting around downstairs. It's like six o'clock in the morning, and I want to be quiet and all the rest of it. And I actually started laughing, but I don't think Catherine could hear me, because you know it's always breaking news. Yeah. Every time it's breaking news, right? Well, here's how the segment went. You hear this boom. Breaking news. Well, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> That's breaking news that it's a Wednesday? Really? Technically That's... speaking. <laughs> yeah, technically speaking, I suppose that is breaking news. They said it at, you know, 12.01 a.m. <laughs> it's 
Wednesday. It is now Wednesday. It is now Wednesday. Ooh, breaking news. It's yeah. Wednesday. I, I, I've, I've been watching. I, wa- I watched the motorcycle chase. I'm sure you saw that, uh, Kristen, the motorcycle chase uh, yesterday or the day before. Oh, in, LA. in L.A. And then, uh, no, I, watched... I do not watch those anymore. Oh, you, oh, you do don't? Too. Oh, don't lie. Don't <laughs> be coy with <laughs> us. Oh, I heard it. If then... I ever listen to like a car chase or a motorcycle chase or anything is if I'm listening to Tim Conway Jr., because he will be on the radio, he will listen to it, and he'll do color commentary, and it's hilarious. Really? Oh, really? I have to, I have to be look in the car. That. Oh, you have to be in the car, though. Okay. I, do, I have to be personally in the car to be listening to the radio. I won't listen to it otherwise, but at, oftentimes, Tim Conway Jr. makes me laugh every single time, and he gets so excited by them. Oh, of course. Well, you should. And then we watched, hey, we, we, SpaceX had three launches in, 20, in 48 hours. Oh, my. No mm. small feat. Did you see the launch Satellites from Vandenberg? or... Nope. Just we didn't, didn't even know what happened. You should have been able to see it from Vandenberg. If you see, if you're in LA, you can see the launch. Is that Did Elon Musk? Nobody yeah. Yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. They were all satellites. One was a, mili- a German a German military satellite. Hmm. There you go. Why Germany's throwing up military satellites? I don't know. <laughs> Boy, what happened between Elon Musk and his his? Was it a son that's now a daughter or yep. a daughter that's a son? Which one is it? What? I don't know. I think it's a son that's a daughter. Uh, yes. A son is a daughter. daughter. Right, but apparently they she hates him. How many children does Elon Musk have? He's like five <laughs> or nine or something. I think like he that. has nine. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. does he I have to ask, like, how present is he? He's all over the place. I can't imagine like, very. He has nine I children. I only well, know he about had, well, the he kids had one that grimes. died of SIDS. He had a baby that died of SIDS, his very first oh, baby. That's right, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Then they had, I think, twins and then maybe even triplets, which makes me think that they were doing some sort of fertility IVF, thing. IVF, yeah. <clears throat> and um, then after that, I think that was his first wife and his longest marriage. And I Let's know that here. his oldest just turned 18 and is going trans and is now upset and doesn't like right. the Musk name anymore. Right. So. Is, it looks like she's... Uh, getting rid of her last name so she's like i am not going to be musk yeah right so oh, that's she, she, happening and then, then I, there's the rumored child that he had with amber heard oh right yeah yeah that's right. a rumor child what's a rumor child yeah, they they did um in vitro and when they were together and then reportedly this is all like hearsay but reportedly she had the child via surrogate and reportedly elon musk is the father you know what I'm going to do? The next time I see Ethan at seven months, I'm going to go, I heard you're a rumor, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, seven months old. I don't know. When, when he's on Twitter, he always talks about how much he loves his kids. and Who, that he Ethan? loves the, No, Elon Musk. And he loves being a father. And I don't know. I, I mean, I... You, and, and I'm not, like, he might be a great father for all I know, but I just know with, like, a high-level career, when you're someone that is... Oh, yeah. Billionaire, I don't know how present you can be, honestly. Right. No. Yeah. right. Not particularly. Well, especially when you have so many different children from so many different mothers. Right. It's like, how do you even, like, do family time? Well, he's always talking about stuff like, you know, world population and how the, we need more people in America and la, 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 la. And it's like, he's, he's like, everybody I know, especially wealthy people and especially high achievers, they don't have either, either they have no children or they have one child. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's idiocracy right there. But yeah. I don't I don't yeah. understand. I mean, the population in the world has exploded over the last 20 in the years. Western world. Well, but you have to understand something. We don't count 50 million of our residents. 
thought we did million, now. Nope, we do not. Co- I think we're up to what three hundred sixty million. Is that where we are? Something now? like that. Yeah. It's actually over four hundred million. Well, you'd think he'd know what the stats are. Ooh. Elon Musk. I don't think anybody knows. Oh. People keep sneaking into the country. I'm sorry, but and every one of them is bringing a pocket full of uh, drugs with them. For Christ's sake. Pocket full. Yeah. <laughs> Backpacks full. I got a pocket. Got a pocket just, full of drugs. When are we going to? My two favorite things that, right now, as far as all that political stuff going on and all the rest of it is that, you know, Trump's going to go to prison and that Biden uh, collected 50% of Hunter Biden's salaries for every job he's ever had. So Why? what? What hunting fee? Well, you can't do dad that. Tax. Dad tax. Yeah. Dad tax. No, dad tax. Yeah. Dan, oh, you know. Dan takes some of the kids' Halloween candy. Pay no. for Biden play. Takes half Pay of for play. play. I just love that. He, he tees him up to do business. He does the business. And then I still get half the money. It's like what? You can't do that. I don't know if that's me illegal. Of a relative. It is totally. It's a it is totally. Her fee is usually ten percent. Yes. So yes, it is. Pay for play when you're the vice president is illegal. It is and illegal. circumventing yes. it vice by president. using your son. This is all happening was when Biden president. was vice yeah. president. Oh, this is an old yeah. thing. What, I mean, but this is. Discovered a, it. We've seen several presidents do this. Oh um, God, yes, absolutely. Using the office for, you know, to set your fortune up. And it's, oh, it's absolutely. gross because you see where everyone else in America and how they're doing right now. It's super frustrating. I'm getting a little terrified because I keep seeing that uh, basically in about 18 months, this economy is going to crash like there's no tomorrow. Yep, the housing crash is right around the corner. Oh, God. Okay, I wouldn't want to change gears. <laughs> I, don't want I feel like talking I'm, about... I'm feeling like we're me. doing a CNN Drugs, housing crash, Oy. terrible people. Anyway, save your money. So, save Kristen, your money right yes, now. exactly. But I started watching the Essex Serpent. That's the one that you're talking about with Claire with Danes. Claire and, Danes, yeah. and I, I don't really like it, but I'm watching it just because <laughs> I need, so, I need something. I don't like something, I just quit. I well, I liked it in the beginning. Then it's it's just you know it's a it's a morality lesson all the way around sometimes. But then they kind of got away from the morality lessons, and then it got a little bit more interesting. What if you look at Claire Danes' hair color? <laughs> I mean, I'm not normally like, want, I don't want to Caddy. pick on women for their appearance, but who talked her into that hair color? What is it? It's, Was it done for the role? It's so. terrible. Is it bright red or something? No, it's like this weird yellow. Look it up. It's just a terrible color. It looks awful In on her. In what? Uh, the Essex Serpent, which I guess was a really uh, a best-selling book. What is it about? It's about a serpent that um, they think that is... uh, Wow, that's a bad wig. Chewed up a little girl or something. What? Yeah, and and the villagers, this is back in, I don't know, I don't don't even know, it's a period uh, book. Yeah. Late 1800s, early 1900s, something like that. It looks like they scalped a life-size Elsa doll (laughs) and put it on her head. Oh, I'm it's, about to click on it's it. It's just good. awesome. Sounds pretty. Yeah. It, um, well, it looks like a very, very bad wig. I don't know if it's intended to look. Because it's like you can see yeah, I don't, underneath the hair yeah. where it doesn't attach to her scalp. It's so just really bad. Maybe the real-life person had a wig and they were just, you know. Yeah, I don't know who does. a lot of strange character choices sometimes. Just yeah. Roles where you're like, I don't know who does. Um, I mean, the makeup 
makeup people don't do hair. They have a hair person, right? Yeah. Yeah, they sure do. They had to have they looked have a lot at this. Of makeup people. They had to have looked at this color under a cam, you know, and I'm on a camera. I'm supposed said, to be part of her character. She's gone bald and she's wearing a bad no, 17th century has wig. Nothing to do. No. With okay. Story, because I, I finished it. I actually watched all the episodes. Oh, that's six serpent. I did. Oh. How I'm, many I'm one of those. I'm like, if I don't like it five minutes in, I'm like, I'm never coming back. Really? I like that, too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it I don't is know. based I on a book, but it is a fiction novel. Yeah. So it's not, there's no real Essex Serpent. There's no actual Essex Serpent. No, and she's, she's, like, no. she's like a frustrated archaeologist because she's a woman, and back in those days you couldn't be anything. Um, so she, she goes to Essex, and she finds some sort of a dinosaur bone, and... As her presence is in the village and the serpent is around, of course, they turn on her and start thinking that she's the reason why the serpent came. She summoned it? Yeah. She summoned the So it was one of those kind of stories. Um, And and the photography was beautiful, and that whole area is interesting to to see. But um, it's, yeah, it's the hair color that I'm still puzzling about. Yeah, it's not good. I just looked at it. You're right. Okay. It's not a good look. It's terrible. So Kristen Burt... We had a discussion this morning on the morning show about the fact that I don't like any movies that come out anymore. I, li- I like the, uh, I still can't remember the name of that damn movie. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? The Unbearable we Weight need of to, Massive Talent. We need to write talent. that on the wall. I've never even seen it, but <laughs> it's a yeah. horrible title. Had to that look it up so many times. a terrible title if you can't remember it. It is a really bad title, but I really like that movie. That is the only movie I've seen about the last three years that I liked. Movies are terrible now. What happened? Yeah. Well, let me, watching TV, there's so much content. Let there's me ask so, you. Yeah, a lot of great are, content are, on Are TV. you a Nicolas Cage fan, though? I mean, is that yeah, one of the reasons yeah, why suppose. you liked it? He's he's so very unusual. He's a very unusual man. Hit really. or miss. I think when you yeah. get a really yep. good Nicolas Cage movie, it's it, he knocks it out of the park. When it's really bad, you're like, wow, did you need the payment for, you know, mm, your taxes? Yeah. Else? yeah. Like Wicker Man? <laughs> Yeah, Wicker Man, there you go. Oh, God. But I just, I'm sorry, but it's just the same. No, not the bees. Same Uh, movie over uh, and over and over and over and over. It's the same thing. These Marvel movies are exactly the same. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, people are in it for the effects and the fighting and the... They want to see the cool explosions and stuff. I suppose, But they also want to see development of a story. I mean, the same thing with this new Star Wars uh, Disney has out, right. which is Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. They're, they're, it's, it's it's fascinating how they're able to, to develop develop <laughs> a story around backstory and things like that, and it's just a great marketing uh, deal for Disney and Star Wars. I mean, they just mm-hmm. turning this stuff out, and people are watching. Well, the thing about Star Wars is work. Star Wars is not doing as well as as Marvel is. No, it's so. not. No. And, and I think what else is interesting is you now have like Toy Story. They just had this past weekend. You know, Pixar did the prequel right. to Toy Story with Lightyear, and it, it disappointed by about twenty million dollars at the box office. Yeah, that's Ooh. pretty significant. Well, not having Tim Allen was a huge mistake. I think I could hearing agree more. a different voice come out of Buzz Lightyear just is it doesn't make sense. It, it feels like a bootleg. I would have done Woody before I would have done Lightyear too if I was going to do a prequel story. Well, Buzz Lightyear kind of makes sense because the idea is that, you know, he's coming from space and there's he's got a backstory, whereas Woody is just like, he's a cowboy. But the last Toy Story, 
I this thought that prequel. was supposed to be. This is, this but is I mean, when they do the end the of it, story. they should do the end of it. No, it's not how it works. I it's hated the last Toy no, Story. I was like, you have to milk Stupid. this from every end. Ah, <laughs> milk and milk. Oh, well, yeah, but talk I, about I Star also, Wars. You know, besides, like, COVID and stuff and people not returning to the box office, I think Disney has just been, with Bob Chapek, has just stepped into it with literally everybody right now and yep. some people are staying away from Disney and I'm talking it's not just like oh it's Republicans it's also Democrats like everybody's mad at Disney mm-hmm. they should be because a man doesn't have, have any idea what he's doing he should run a radio station well what they should do is they should make movies and they should stay out of politics I couldn't agree more but yep. then again there's that whole what is that thing called that GRA score or something oh, where people yeah. won't do business with you unless you're social justice ESG, yeah Warrior. Oh God. Yeah. Whatever. Score. I mean, that's a true. That's a real thing. Yeah, but we'll put- and, and there's so many things like, uh, I, and I mean like corporate politics situations going on behind the scenes. Like Chapik just fired Peter Rice, who was the heir apparent to <laughs> Chapik once Chapik retired, and oh, I think yeah. he felt threatened by him. Yep. And like everybody loved Peter Rice across the board, and now he's gone. And I do not know what's going to happen to Disney after this. There's, I mean, I, I have several friends who work on the corporate <laughs> side, and. It, the atmosphere around there, it's pretty dismal. They're so bummed. Well, I'll tell you what. When I moved to, moved to Jacksonville, Florida in 1977, I had never been to Disney World. I drove down to Disney World from Jacksonville, <laughs> and I've been a huge fan ever since. I absolutely love it, but I am getting really, really tired of this jerk. He needs to go. He's terrible. Everything is so expensive. I used to be a, an annual pass holder, and I just don't bother anymore. It's yep. too crowded. It's too expensive. There's too many blackout dates. It's not fun to do. And, you know, I, I think if – so going to Disneyland just as like a, a fun weekend thing, which happens here in Southern California, mm-hmm. that's completely done for me. But if I were to go to Florida, I might go and like visit Epcot or something, but I'm not going to do I love a full Epcot. Epcot's great. I do too. But I just think yep. it's like a day event. We've got a wedding in Orlando early next year, and I just sit there and think, okay, I'll, we'll do it like a day, but I'm not going to do a full vacation because I don't want to give them my money. It's too right. much. Well, it's right. interesting, though, because they, ra- they, they raise the ticket prices, which supposedly will limit the crowd sizes, and that doesn't seem to work. No. I mean, it didn't happen. If no. a recession happens, because it, it looks like that's where we're headed, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, that I'm curious about. I don't know. I feel like people will still go. I mean, um, when we go to Disney World, I mean, people from all over the world are there. Yeah. It's yeah. not mostly yeah. Americans. Yeah. It's people from everywhere Stay else. in Disney World Paris, you Europeans. Yeah, I you got your own thing. I, yeah, I don't know if they need go to, to, Tokyo ex- Disney World they need to expand the park, make another park someplace <laughs> to take the pressure off the crowds. I don't Very know what, what they need to do. Well, the problem is the park was built when there were probably half as many people in America. Right. Yeah. Or the world. Or the world. Well, the world. There's yeah. probably a third as many. Well, let's see. When yeah. was Disney World well, there's built? A, there's a Tokyo, Tokyo or Hong Kong Disney World. 72, Hong I think. Hong Kong Shanghai. Paris. There's a Tokyo, Paris. I think. There, there is was. Tokyo. There is a Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the population of America has grown by almost double since 1972. It was 175. So it was 209. Oh, I thought it was only one. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of the year I graduated high school. That or makes sense. So 1967, I tested, or 68. I think it was like 175 million people. Yeah, the population of the world was 3.8 billion, and now it's what 8 billion, so yep. over double. So over double. There's yeah. Hong Kong, Paris, Tokyo, Shanghai, <clears throat> Disneyland, 
Disney World. There you go. They should put one in South America. That would take the heat off of America. Well, it's Brazil. They should put one in Brazil. They really should put one in South America. They really love Disney World. South America is really good. There's a Tokyo Disneyland. I said Tokyo. I don't. It's in Tokyo. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Brazil should have Disneyland next year. We'll take a break. Do you do you do you have to go, Kristen? Um, I've got about twenty minutes. Oh, you do? Okay, Perfect. good. We'll, we'll take a quick break here, and that'll, that'll work out perfectly. Be right back in a couple minutes with Kristen Burt. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. Bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I'm playing the guitar right now. Kristen, what do you think of my guitar playing? So romantic. It really is. Just coming yeah. straight from the heart, you know what I mean? <laughs> is that how you woo Catherine all the time? He does. I woo he plays, her all the, the time. plays the guitar and sings his crooning oh, love songs. I gotta, I gotta release this to the public right now. Is all I'm saying. I am dying. We got to release this to the public. So I have a friend, Renee Sternow. He's a very good friend of mine, and he's a psychologist. And I was talking to Renee yesterday, and what I got for an hour was how wonderful Catherine is. That's a well-known fact. Yeah, it's just great. I want to go visit my buddy. So all I get to hear the whole hour is, oh, Catherine. It happens. It means you married up. Yeah, oh, believe me. I have a clear <laughs> understanding of that. I have a very clear understanding of that, Kristen Burt. But doesn't your husband feel the same way? 
Absolutely. That you is should. the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the only answer for you. <clears throat> Kristen, it's a, what, what's amazing is that I'm getting responses. I think other people on the show might be too. I don't know. But I'm getting a lot of responses from people or, or people reaching out. They love it when we talk about you and your husband and we talk about family issues and all the rest of it. I think it's because basically there's such a let, let's tear apart the American family that people are beginning to be frightened of that whole idea that people just don't have the family unit anymore. Whereas we on this show, it's the husband, the wife, the son, the daughter, family, friends, that whole deal. The, the children come in. There's a tent set up in the other room so the kids can go play in the tent when they're on the podcast. And I, People are looking for that family unit. They, they're playing a tent. Yeah, you should come and play in the tent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kristen Burt's in the tent right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's not very I'm short. Big. I can fit in the tent. <laughs> yes, you could fit in the tent. It's true. But do you see that in Hollywood at all? The people people are, are looking for that family unit. They're really starting to miss it, I think. It, it, that's the way it appears anyway. Well, I think we've also had a couple of years where a lot of us couldn't visit family and friends. Yeah, right. Pandemic. I, I mean, it's been... You know, we are going, I'm going to Chicago for the, the 4th of July weekend to see my mom. She's coming in from Florida. We're kind of meeting halfway to, and to visit my aunt who has early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, just to you know, catch up with people. Yeah, it's so hard, but it's it's one of those. It's just like we're trying to find moments to, to catch up over what happened. You know, I saw them last year for a wedding, but I haven't been, you know, we haven't had those same type of visits that we normally have. And it's same with my husband's family. They live in San Francisco and we're still like trying to catch up and spend time. And, and I think, and we've also noticed that with some of our um, older family members, the lack of socialization over the last two years actually affected them. And we're seeing some noted decline in some of our family members. So it's sad and it's hard. And I think that's why people are trying to, you know, tighten that family unit and and family means so many different things i think too i live far away from my family so i have a you know a chosen west coast family too yeah i mean that does yeah i think that's very necessary i'm i just hope it is true that people are looking inward (coughs) ralph in your business do you hear any that kind that kind of buzz people talking about their families more because i have noticed that in where i'm working yeah, you, you see it more. The people are looking for the, the stability, social stability of, of a family unit and whatever it might be, you know. And it could be boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. But to have some right. stability and long-term relationship, I think, is 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 what people are looking toward uh, because you, it's nice to have someone. Nice. It's nice to have a main squeeze. To uh, do things with and enjoy life with. Uh, without that, it's, uh, you know, it, it just isn't the same. I agree. And I think uh, I'm kind of, it just seems like the, the, the world is getting a little tired of all the chirping at each other and everybody's pissed off about everything and, oh, my God, everything's horrible. They're tired of it, and I'm tired of it with them. Yeah. I enjoy myself. I love my family very much. I have great friends. I have a, a great job. I mean, what do I care? It's, everything's fine. You know, it's George Strait said it's the difference between living and living well. Yeah, there you go. As a companion. So. I like it. There we have Polly on the phone. Polly, what's the latest? Oh, I tell you what. I had something else I was going to tell you about, but. You talk about family. Yes. Um, then you think about when you're we're talking about your mother. Um, 
with your daughter. Yes, sir. And um, when they say like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as far as religion goes, mm-hmm. I think the Father thing is just just means like um, like a, a matriarch or patriarch. Well, I think I agree you know, with that. Yes. Leader. And then the Son is like the kids. Mm-hmm. And then that spirit is like that. We do everything to, for our family. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And it I, is. I, just, like, I, mean, I was just shocked here, not because I. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird. Um, <laughs> I got I got all my teeth pulled. <laughs> you got oh all your teeth God. pulled. Yeah, I was awake for the whole thing too. Twenty eight teeth in an hour and a half. What? But anyway, what? <laughs> Why? Why did that have to? So, well, I was in treatment, man. They said I need to get my teeth fixed, so they said, "Well, let's just pull them off." So you can't believe what else happened in there? <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I want to hear I got, what like, else? All kinds of viruses and crap. What? You got viruses? Yeah, yeah, I got I got COVID, and I had something called the rotavirus too. Oh, oh that's awful! It's an unpleasant one. <laughs> Ugh! Wow! Yeah. Like Brainerd diarrhea or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <horrible. laughs> oh. Yeah, That's really nice. Yeah, I had, had to go to the hospital. They, I went to like the nurse's office, and my blood pressure was 80 over 60. Mm. Holy so dehydrated. dehydrated. Well, yeah. What do you think of that? 80 yeah, over 60? Yeah. yeah you, That's like barely eating. Yeah, he, he barely, barely uh, navigating at that blood pressure. And yet you he can call up. in to us. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to call yesterday, but I got busy um, trying to sleep. I can't even walk up the stairs. No, I got to yeah. say that, Polly. Yeah. Other than that, everything's going great. Um, glad to hear. Swimmingly. No, I'm going to say this for Kristen Burt's uh, great pleasure. Okay, you ready? Polly, how's the booze houndry going? Oh. I don't understand what you said. What? How's the drinking going? Oh, the drinking? Yeah. Oh, I quit for like eight months. But, Good. Yeah, I'm pretty hammered right now. What do you mean you're hammered? Well, I don't know. I had a couple cocktails. Are you supposed to be doing that, Paulie? Look, well, I'm not. Well, my kidneys are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't drink alcohol with your kidneys. I, I that's Paulie. I'm just concerned for you. I like you. You're a good guy. You're very concerned about. I'm just. What? I'm just messing with you. Oh, so you did. You <laughs> oh, my God. We all were like, oh, my God. We're all like, oh, my God. We're all never talking to me again. This is <laughs> not good. Like, this, this is not funny. <laughs> so you're good with, with, with I the know, yeah, that, wasn't, that wasn't funny. That was like that, that one comedian that tells all the pedophile jokes. Ah, like, Jesus. That's not funny. Yeah, that's but yeah. When, So, Paula, you're actually good. You're, you've been off the booze how long? Uh, eight months now. That's Good great. For you. Um, I did have a little. I did have a little. I had like a one or two. I had two little relapses, like just barely, like one drink. I remember that. And they yeah. caught me right away. I should have said caught me, but they, um, but they, uh, they could smell it on me. You're like, dude, you oh, yeah. you're drinking. But yeah, well, it's kind of weird after a while. Well, I suppose you probably would know too if you had a glass of wine right now. Yeah. I bet you just go. Oh, wackadoo, right? Uh, like, probably, yes, probably true. Yes. Yeah, you zero yeah, power. Can right. confirm. Way down. <laughs> yeah. That is true. All right, yeah, Polly, so will you? I have like one shot of booze. What? 
I said, you've ruined my noon hour. But other than that, I've made a big comeback. I thought you were serious, you pill. Yeah. We were all horrified. We were all devastated. Completely devastated. Well, Paulie, i got to let Chris and go in a couple minutes. But call back, stay in touch, and get the hell off the booze. I'm I'm very proud of you, Paulie. It's great. Great news. I'm really glad that that you got for this uh, platform where people can call in and talk to you. Anytime, it's, um, it's pretty, Yeah, it's pretty hard to talk to a big famous celebrity like this. Oh, nice try. Famous celebrity. <laughs> I was talking about your wife. Oh, here <laughs> we go. All right, let's see that toothy grin of yours before uh, you go. Even, even Jude just rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jude. Jude's like, oh, yeah, right. All right, Molly, right, thank Thanks, you, sir. Jude. Talk yeah, to you later. see you. See you, bud. See you, bud. Hi. Paulie oh calling in for, <laughs> for news, news. Paulie's been calling in for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a really bad drinking problem. And oh, why? What, I was going to ask him if his tooth thing was real or if he made that up, too. I think real. that's true. I think that might have been real. Really? It's true. So, Ooh. Kristen, oh. you booze hound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts laughing. Okay, one more interview. I was sitting there. I was trying to think the last time I had a like a glass of wine. Been a while. I'm still thinking. Yeah, I'm just not much of a drinker. And honestly, the pandemic, I know a lot of people did a lot of drinking over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. No. I probably drink much, much less. And I wasn't drinking that much before. But. Yeah. yeah. I don't like drinking at home. Yeah, I mean, some people yeah. are only social drinkers. Al- alone. I just yeah, don't do that. Oh, no. I don't. like. No, I, know, I never had, drink alone. I know. We had family over over the weekend and um, some people were drinking wine and we had like probably about, it was like a large pour glass of wine left in the bottle. And I was like making dinner last night. I was like, oh, I, I can just drink this while I finish cook it and off. like finish it off. I had like two sips. Just, I know. It's weird. Alcohol, <laughs> when I'm weird. by myself, does, does not taste no, good. I don't I know agree. what it is. I know. And Dan will be, he was gone the other night and I have this book that I need to finish for book club by Thursday. And I was like, oh, maybe I could have a, but then I think about having a drink, but then I'm like, I don't actually want to do that. You know, no. it's like the idea of having like a glass of wine and drink and like reading a book when the, after the kids are asleep, like that sounds appealing. But then I'm like, I don't actually want to drink. I think you by see myself. it on TV a exactly. lot. Yeah. People are like and in the bathtub with a glass yes. of wine, or it's they're like, reading, it or sounds, they're cooking. It's it like, sounds so relaxing. But it's and yeah. it's not, and I do. I have a lot of friends that drink. Uh, like their kids go to bed and they're like, oh, I have a glass of two of wine a lot of nights after the kids go to sleep and stuff. And I'm just like, it's you know, it's, it's not me. To you. It doesn't appeal to you. Yeah. I'm very either. much a, I'm very much a social. Yeah. Like if I'm going to drink, it has to be either Around out to dinner mm-hmm. or like at a gathering. Cookout. Someone's like, do you want a beer or something? Well, yeah. You know, I I even went out to dinner the other night and I actually um have a have a high school intern this summer with me and I took her out to dinner with me. And another colleague and I was like, oh, I'm driving her home. I'm just going to have a Coke instead. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, I'm yep. responsible for someone else's daughter. Yeah. So I didn't even have that like one glass of wine at dinner that I might have had had I been alone. You're so responsible. I love that. That's I great. am because I actually love my intern. She's so adorable and cute and I love working with her. Well, good for okay. you. How tiny 
babies are high school students. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are so They're tiny. They're so tiny. You know, you see new drivers, and you're just like, no. what? Yeah. No. You're like, it is illegal. Is you can. We're just born. What is yeah, going she's on? She's on the early side of high school, not the late side of high school, so she can't even drive yet. And, uh, oh, so God. she's so just sweet. an infant. A little but I love that she's doing baby. an internship and just having so much fun. Are you learning all kinds of new lingo? Well, Yes, which is great. So, and all of like the social media things that I need that I might not have been kept up on. I love that. And yeah. And I'm taking her with me up to set to like, so you think you can dance? Oh, I'm sure she likes that. I'm sure she's thinking that. And with JoJo Siwa on So You Think, like, this is kind of like cool cred because she's got little sisters and things like that. Oh, wow. Exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. Magnificent. All right, young lady, you have to go back to your real job now. I do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, adjusting your schedule for us. We, we love having you on. You know that. I appreciate it. Always good to be on. All right, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. We'll take a break. Be back. Margie Haber will join us in the second hour with the family.